0: Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation and you take it from there. Today we will continue our series on what we believe. And um, we're, we're kind of molding this uh, as we go, if you will, and kind of discussing how we want to approach this because we don't want to um, end up with everyone snoring and bored to death. <laughs> and so um, we're kind of working through um, how this, and, and Everett just gave uh, Tom and I a great lesson of uh, how the Catechism, uh, which is basically in the Book of Common Prayer, page 845, what we're going through here, um, how it's laid out. And so, uh, we're going to jump back and do a quick review on what we touched about on the first episode. And, uh, then we'll jump into, uh, God, the father, uh, which is the next section. If you want to look it up, it's online and I'll put a link in each of the show notes. So, uh, Everett, why don't you give us a little bit of review on human nature and what that section meant in regards to what we believe?
1: Well, so if you go and you look at the, the section on human nature, it basically begins with this, you know, core, sort of core um, Christian uh, belief that we are made in the image and likeness of God. Um, and we are created by God. Um, as we say in um, the creeds, it is in and through Christ that we um, are created. And uh, um, for those who are Episcopalians in Oklahoma – at New Beginnings, uh, which is a, a youth um, retreat for, I think, 6th through ninth graders, one of the sections that they talk about is is that God doesn't make junk. So I think like that's the starting point about human nature is that we aren't junk, but that something happened that caused uh, that relationship, that intimate relationship between God and humans to get broken. But it's not just between God and humans. It's also between each other. And you kind of look out upon the world and you watch the news. Um, You can readily see that, you know, things are not the way, things are not like, um, as we would pray in the Lord's Prayer, in heaven as it is on earth. But that doesn't happen. Right. Uh, uh, You know, uh, I don't know what, what, what other thoughts you all have about
0: and I like that you went to the piece about, um, you know, God doesn't make junk. And sometimes that simplicity is so important because I feel like in many times there is um, in our lives, um, you know, I, I we I would say we all experience it. We feel the um, worthless and, um, and it can, of course, it can be come about in many different ways but especially just uh, just thinking about ourselves i won't go into detail but just ourselves being worthless for whatever reason and especially when you pile m- more religion on top of that because the human nature piece I, I keep thinking about the garden right and the adam and eve story and so on and when you pile, when religion piles that brokenness, that you are this and you are bad and you are da-da-da-da-da, and it keeps going, I mean, that's just an institution that's just putting more weight on your shoulders to what we can experience even in ourselves. And you can go pretty dark places there. Um, so I appreciate that it, it's... Uh, teasing out what human nature is here but i'm also good to hear you say that you know the things of like god doesn't make junk and then just remembering in that creation story that every time every day at the end of it god saw that it was good i think that's where, that as, as i think you said the last uh, episode Everett was that's the place to begin and go from there what is the what is um god first revealing himself and his will through nature in history um, is that, what is, is that creation? Is that how that's explained?
1: Yeah. So, so I think that, that one, we, we see God in creation. We see that, we see God, um, you know, just through, through the natural world, right? You go out there, you look, um, um, I think I've told the story, um, my wife and I were on our honeymoon, um, in Hawaii and, and she goes we've got to go to the top of Mount Haleakalai and we've got to see the sunrise and, and we get up at 2.30 in the morning and I'm sitting there complaining and we, it, it's cold, it's Hawaii but it's cold and we're at the top of this mountain and this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life <laughs> and I'm complaining and suddenly I see the light rising in the sunrise and it took my breath away. Nice. And I just was like, oh my God, like if this, like, uh, how, how could there, it, it, how could something this beautiful not have a God behind nice. it? Um, so I think that's part of it is, as we see it in nature. I, you know, um, there's a lot of sort of human studies about how the human instinct is actually you know, really, to be good. I mean, yes, we make mistakes. Yes, we can get caught into sin. Yes, you know, all those things. Um, but there's also just some some basic human studies that say, you know what, humans aren't trash. Hmm. You know, we actually have some 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 positive things about our, ourselves. Um, but then beyond that, um, throughout the stories of the Old Testament, God is revealed throughout that. Um, and as Christians, we believe that all that revelation is is, is eventually pointing to, to Jesus. Uh, Tom, I don't know what thoughts you have about God's revelation through nature and the stories of the Hebrew scriptures.
2: Well, <laughs> as, as you pointed, or I think that will become obvious as we go through this um, journey through the catechism, that... It, it's building upon itself. And we're starting with human nature. And then we're going to go to the next step, which is God the Father as a response to human nature. And Everett pointed out to Justin and I, and I had never seen it. I'm a priest for crying out loud that this thing has a logical order to it. Imagine <laughs> that. But, uh, And so... So we aren't quite to Hebrew scripture if we're following that order yet, but, and I'm really just stalling because that's too big of a question for me to well, have an uh, answer for. Maybe,
1: maybe I, this I, is the segue, I mean... Yeah, I was going to say, you know, here,
0: here. so, yeah, so uh, uh, let me back up just a minute. Great story, Everett, and great pronunciation on the mountain. <laughs> Name. I was like, wow, that's awesome. Um so I, I, that's that's a great explanation. And um, and what you actually did is you reminded me is I see that in clouds um, is when I can I'm, I'm a cloud guy. And uh, so I am just fascinated with the clouds. And there are times that they present themselves in the sky. And I mean, it's just absolutely breathtaking. And um, uh, Oklahoma has good clouds. They really do. <laughs> and I assume they have good clouds everywhere. But it's just one of those things that when it's all those
2: fossil fuels were burning,
0: is that what it is? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, And uh, and it is just something that there is something divine about it. And it is a th- something that calls me back into the revelation of a creator. Um, I know that it's that it's, you know, due to this and that and all this science. But there's also something else, there's a hum, there's a beat, there's a beacon to it, I don't know what word to use there, that just has something divine about it. And so I can see what you mean by that, um, uh, talking about going to the top of the mountain. So, um, okay, so segue us here, Everett, you, we talked, the first section was about human nature, and because of human nature, um, what help is there for us? And segue us into the next section, please
1: so um you know obviously at the very beginning of, of Genesis um, you know there's a story in which God calls a particular person and particular people into relationship with God and um, what for, for you all what is what is that what does that call story mean for you what what are those 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 um, bedrock stories of you know the early parts of uh, uh, of the Old Testament, what does that what does that say to you about God?
0: Ooh, that's big. Um, I always go back, and this is just because Rob Bell pointed it out. <laughs> um, I always go back to the royal priesthood at the at the uh, base of Mount Sinai, and when um, which is a reflection of the story of of i don't know wherever genesis 1 somewhere 28 whatever 29 of where we are called to have dominion which people just many people as i have in the past have incorrect thoughts on that but we are called to um rule and reign over this earth in a manner of a ma- merciful gracious you know loving kind but in uh, at the base of sinai we were called to the royal priesthood and if you think about what that means in, in that, um, that just always touches me in how, um, if you can think about, uh, well, I'll go to Narn- Narnia, <laughs> is Aslan rules, and how um, kind and gentle and merciful and gracious and all these things, that is one of the stories that we are called that always comes to my mind when I think about that. I hope that answered what you
2: were asking.
1: Tom? Tom, what are the bedrock stories you think about, what they
2: say about God? I'm trying to think of one particular story that says this. But I guess the bedrock principle for me that I always come back to, and I think you can find it in the Hebrew Scriptures as a whole, but um, the idea that I don't think faith in God is something that we have the cognitive resources for, actually. um, And that God is a relationship not just a proposition and we see that we're going to see that as we go through the catechism when we get to the trinity but we we see that in the first stories of scripture that this is despite the how separate god seems at times there is this uh relationship that is present You know, we see God walking in the garden with Adam or um, Moses on top of the mountain or just being set apart from birth. That there's this constant um, moving towards knowing and relationship, not just this idea of God that's um, kind of a mental proposition that we do mental exercises around. And and I guess that's the Christian message, essentially, that we'll we'll get to as we go through the Catechism. But I guess just that idea of, of seeing God in this Hebrew Scriptures constantly um, approaching humans and wanting relationship and us constantly seeming to deny that approach. That's a good point, Tom. I think that—and
0: um, I, I can find that easily in myself— because I feel like um, I was given information, knowledge from reading about God, reading about the Bible. And uh, something I've been kind of reflecting on lately is how much I do that as opposed to spending time in silence with God or prayer with God or or. Reading the Bible itself, you know (laughs) I've read more books about the Bible Than I have the Bible, you know, kind of thing And I think that we can fall into a trap Where that doesn't Always reveal uh, I guess the nature of God Not, 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 sorry, sorry Doesn't reveal the relation, or develop There you go, develop the relationship with God I think that's kind of something um, That's a good point to remember that I'm Kind of
2: going through right now And your first question Everett, um what do we? And that's in the catechism, too, in the, the section of God the Father. What do we learn about God as creator from the revelation of Israel?
1: Mm.
2: And, and the answer is we learn that God is the creator. And so, to me, that's, and I guess that's what I w- really was trying to say, is in that creation story we see if we are made in God's image, then we're never going to get away from this. We're never going to not want that relationship, but it seems to always be this thing we can't quite get to. Does that make sense? Yeah. And there, there's, there's, it, it, it's almost like
1: that. There, um, what that story says is that there is some unbra- unbreakable tether. Yes. Between mm-hmm. us, and and though we may try to to run from it or to hide from it. You know, there's, there's one of the Psalms, I don't remember which one it is, but you know, basically the Psalmist is like, I go to the very lowest place. Gosh, God, you're there. I go to the highest place. You you know, you're there no matter where I go. I can't get away from you. And, um, I mean, I know that there are certainly points and times in my life where I wanted to get away from God, but there is something about this. I mean, and this is something I've, heard is is that what was revolutionary about israel's understanding of god is is that that god wasn't tied to just a location Mm -hmm. but that god was the god of the whole world and this is one of the things that was powerful about the story um of the flight from egypt for the uh for the 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 hebrews is is because god that the god of the hebrew people which is in another area was able to be more powerful than the Egyptian god the pharaoh. And so there's you know that was a, a rather profound development in terms of thoughts about about god.
0: And then later as they're in exile they think god's still back in the temple. <laughs> oh how we can't learn. <laughs> Until I think what Jeremiah had his dream or something that god left it to anyway sorry sidebar never mind. <laughs> um you know i i um the uh good metaphor e you're on point today that the uh what do you say the eternal tether or something like that <laughs> um the uh when i went when i left oklahoma to go to boston um uh to play music i thought that i left god behind i thought i could leave god behind and it is something to a time of when I spent in Boston playing music, questioning uh, questioning God. Um, if you just go back and read my lyrics and, and it, it it's something to where it's just spewed all throughout. And um, it's something that it wasn't until I basically uh, moved back here, I guess, that It's a revelation in my wherever came from that it's like you can't leave God. And so that's a message that I share with the youth is like you may um, at one point want to say, you know what, I'm done with this. I'm leaving. But it's that doesn't happen. It's always God is always there, you know, And, and so it's not something you can just shrug off. You can choose to ignore. Um, which is part of the choice that we have, uh, but it is eternally tethered to us, um, just as you know the Creator is to the created, and so it's a good point.
2: It's an interesting point. So, I think the other thing that is just inherent—we get so much of our belief, since this is a what we believe series—from this first idea that God is the Creator. Is this idea that the universe is good, that God loved? It was an act of love, and when God looked at it, God said, "It is good," and that the people who are in it are good, despite what we see on the news, or what you know they have at their heart, at the core of them, the image of God, and uh, and really that sin and evil are not strong enough. Are not stronger than God, so they can't take away the image of God in people and in the creation. So we're not we're not Calvinist. We get we we start at that first place that the creation is good that pe- that and that includes people and God's image is there, and that changes how we interact with the world.
1: I I, I wonder. I wonder. In talking about all this, though, um, so I'm glad that we're, you know, sort of good incarnation incarnationists here, saying that that you know, world is created good, we're created good. Um, what does the prophetic tradition of the Hebrew scriptures, though, also have to say to us?
2: Well, that there's definitely a problem.
1: And Isaiah and 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 all you know, what, what, what do they, where, where would they sit there and go, well, hold on a minute here.
2: Well, they definitely say there's a problem. And I think the problem stems from where the catechism starts, human nature. We have, we have freedom. Um, Justin was talking about earlier, I think on the podcast or maybe before we, we started recording, but we have this freedom that we often misuse, um, because it's a freedom that we think that if we can
0: make the choice and God doesn't impede on us, then we are truly free. Um, and every, you referenced something to Augustine. I referenced some CS Lewis. Um, what can you kind of summarize that freedom again?
1: Well, yeah. So we, we often sit there and we think about freedom as I have the freedom to make, This choice and that that is what's that's that's how we define freedom culturally, that's how we define freedom. But really um freedom traditionally has been um living out who God created you to be. And 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 I think that we oftentimes sort of miss miss that. Um in an in an effort in an effort to think that choice and the freedom to make choices is what really makes us human and and this is sort of you know the going back to the story of adam and eve um you know um the 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 sin is really is they wanted to be like god they right. wanted to be like that which they were not right and um and I think that's a constant temptation is that oftentimes we wanna be God or we wanna play God um when that's not what we're called to be. Right. Uh, as Dustin said, um we're we're there to have dominion, but we're not the creator.
2: So we're free to pursue God and and in so doing we find ourselves. Um hmm, that's good. Like God is free to be simply who God is and God is good by nature um, Christians have maintained so
1: is it sort of like the eagles were are looking for love in all the wrong places
2: yes uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so
0: <laughs> wait what what did you just say is like the eagles the eagles the
1: <laughs> And Looking
0: for love song. in all the wrong places. All I heard was Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: One, But not. It's like no, but not a <laughs> uh,
0: He re- He did that. He was on Saturday Night Live not too long ago, and he redid
1: uh, yep. that. You just, you just, you just dated us, Justin. What? Or At least you. <laughs> That's okay. you just dated yourself. That's Classic stuff,
0: Never. man. That's classic stuff. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry, Tom. I didn't mean to interrupt your very important and uh, theological point. Please proceed.
2: (laughs) Well, okay. So Augustine wrote in response to this idea that we were kind of riffing off of. There is no evil or sin that can undo the goodness that is inherent in creation. We're not that powerful. That's what we said a minute ago. Because it's created by God. Augustine said, "Were were we mere beasts, we would we would desire simply gratification. Were we trees, we would simply desire increased fertility and fruitfulness. The gravity of a thing or the weight of a thing is its love. Its import is its love. A material body is borne along by its weight in a particular direction as a soul is by its love. So then the question is, where does your love pull you? Where? And that gets back to that first question of human nature. Um, we have this, uh, we have these competing claims inside of us, and one, and we're going to see where that pull takes us as we move through the catechism. But, um,
1: and and I want to, and, and you know, building on that, Tom is, and this is where. So in the in the mid 20th century, there had been some really unhealthy dwelling upon sin and shame and, and Justin sort of you know talked about it at the beginning like you know you grew up in certain traditions and there was I mean you just lived under constant fear right I mean that's kind of one of the themes of this podcast right I think that there is a way of talking about and I don't want to get too far ahead about sin and redemption, but we find this in in sort of the classic Anglican um, worship um, right one, and, in which it explicitly names sin, and it names the fact that we oftentimes wrestle with sin, even if we're not in traditions that are based on, on, on shame and blame um, there are things that we do for which we Um, are burdened by there's a there's a a, there was a great in in the 28 prayer book um, it talked about how these things were grievous unto us which is just a really a beautiful image but after this confession which was really like specific and hearing um, absolution the assurance that we're forgiven um, you would get the comfortable words And as a reminder, okay, so we've talked about the seriousness of sin, but let's also talk about the seriousness of grace. Um, And I think those two things have to be held in tension. I think the Hebrew scriptures do it, right? You go and you read Isaiah, and Isaiah's like, boy, these people are a bunch of (laughs) screw-ups. And then, like, but then it says, but then God is the one who doesn't forget. Hmm. Um, God is the one who, you know... Yes, yes, calamity's happening to them, but God's not going to leave them there. Mm.
0: Paul is like says, you know, why do I do the things I don't want to do, you know whatever that. Yeah. is and and uh it's a good point. So what's our what's our <clears throat> summary
2: on God the Father here? Um, <clears throat> that is the question of the of the millennia, Justin. Of the ah, great. And your answer Let's, is Tom. Uh, I, I I can't do it. <laughs> what is your summary of God the Father? No. Exactly. So,
0: what yeah, so the so of this section, if you will, and um I'm teasing you. <laughs> what do you take away from this? Or what do you want others to take away from this?
2: Say we have a creator. As Everett said, we have this unbreakable tether despite our best efforts.
0: Unbreakable tether, that's what it was. I kept using kernel. sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, we have love in God's image at the core of us. Or God's image at the core of us. Creation is good. We're not strong enough to destroy that. Um, but but we're still left with a conundrum of, of this conflict between this good God and this human, and our humanness. And our human nature, right? Right. I appreciate what
0: uh, I like what Everett alluded to in Isaiah of saying that um, God is there. Um, kind of like, as we've spoken about in the past, it's the faith of Jesus. Um, you know, it's the persistence of God being there for us, even though we continue to, um, even though we're good, we do the things we don't want to do, right? So,
1: Everett- Which I think this will be a great segue into. The next one, which is really, um, what do you know? How is the relationship <clears throat> between us and God different than our relationship between each other? And it's this notion um, of covenant that's central to um, Christian language, um, and so I think that's like a perfect segue to the next podcast.
0: Excellent. Well done. Well done. Um, so, uh, did you have anything else to add, Everett?
1: Oh, I felt like I talked more than enough. No, no,
0: it's been good. It's good. Um, you know, I think I put this on the last show notes, but the Bible Project, I'm sitting here looking at these things like, man, they are going to follow us through this. So, they have some great videos that really talk about these things and do a go- great job of explaining them. And so, for each one that that applies to this, I'll try and throw it in the show notes. So, Uh, Thank you all for joining us and going along for this series, this ride. And uh, thank you, Tom and Everett. And may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at at fun drain pod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.